Hey, I'm Elisa Childers, and you're listening to Wildman and Steve. You are about to listen to the intersection of faith, talk, and music. The Wildman and Steve show starts right now. chapter three and you know there's there's some good stuff in this last chapter I mean, good stuff in all the chapters obviously but um there's some particularly good stuff in this this last chapter but I, I like how he says really the whole there's a whole focus in all of this about about living right in, in this last chapter you know living, living clean living right and he starts right off he says you know i want to stimulate your and this is the new living translation here verse one he says I, you know i, I I try to stimulate your wholesome thinking and refresh your memory. Try to stimulate your wholesome thinking. Um, and, you know, there's just something about that. You know, obviously, we, we're all connected because of music. And what are the things that really stimulate wholesome thinking for you? I mean, obviously, scripture, no, no question about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what are those things? in life that really stimulate wholesome thinking and and i don't know what does that even mean wholesome thinking i don't know just uh, kick it off with that yeah i know that as you know steve the when he the in the greek term that he's using there to stir it up or to stimulate to stir up um the definition is to wake fully or to arouse and so you you get the idea at least i get the idea then of um it's definitely the light bulb you know it's definitely the aha moment of you're basically asleep um concerning the matter before this happens and then all of a sudden bing you're like whoa now i get it um so it, it seems to me like it's a uh it's something that we respond to more than we actually do if that makes sense like mm-hmm. we respond to this god moves and then we respond to it yeah. uh, because, because we're kind of being stirred we're being awakened you know we really can't awaken ourselves kind of a thing you know that's my first thought there yeah well and, you know he says right if you go into verse two you know he, he connects it with uh with the prophets so you know old testament uh, and then also what uh, you know jesus commanded and taught as well so basically new testament right and so obviously the primary thing that that awakens and stirs up that kind of good wholesome thinking is scripture mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. above and beyond anything else I do think there are other things that can stimulate that kind of thinking. Again, music, um, you know, other good literature, poetry, just enjoying nature, all those kinds of things. Uh, but but nothing like the Old and the New Testament, the, the fullness of Scripture. Yeah. So. Well, and he, and he also, the idea of it being a reminder, that's convicting. 
because that's like it's not like he's telling these people you know this is something for the first time i'm telling you something that you already know you know you already know this truth um and as the whole focus that he's writing about is the whole idea of why aren't you living up to what you already know um you're already aware you may have used this line i don't know if this is a if this is a preacher line they teach you in seminary, but uh, I, I remember a pastor uh, one time saying, a pastor of mine saying, you know, the chief result of, of the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, the chief, the chief result, amnesia. Hmm. Amnesia, hmm. right? We yeah. all forget. Yeah. We forget who we are. We forget whose we are. We forget yeah. what we were made for. And, and, you know, I can have a wonderful moment. I can have a wonderful you know, afternoon sitting here reading scripture. Oh, this is wonderful. Makes me feel good. I'm stimulated, right? And tomorrow I go off, man, a lousy day. And I don't know what I'm going to do to feel better. I just, I just read scripture the day before. Why would I not remember to go back to scripture? But no, I don't. You know? Yeah. Well, let, uh, let me, I'm going to look at this maybe a different way. Yeah. Uh, you know, as a Christian, we attend to wake up, roll out of bed, start our day out with however we start our day out, and uh, go on about our day. I have found that uh, what I'm kind of reading from this, and I'm going to flip it just a little bit, when it talks about uh, that he stirs us up, um, you know, every day, and I, and this is kind of strange, maybe, well, let me, I don't need to use the word strange. It, it's different because my prayer daily is let me shine your light throughout the day in this crazy world that we live in. Now, shining that light can be, and this is the word that stirs up in us. It's reminding us that when we go somewhere or we run into someone, there's going to be always this different scenario of somebody maybe having a difficult day or maybe they're having a great day. And then you can go off of what the word says uh, about the joy of the Lord is our strength. And, you know, these things now, even if you don't know the, the word in depth and when you're trying to focus on having a good day. I don't think most of us wake up and go, boy, I sure hope I have a crappy day today. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't believe that's the case. I think uh, in the time frame that I think we're all living in now, especially with this virus thing going around and, you know, and, uh, and just the way things are kind of in each and every state that's represented in the United States, um, you know, you're having to deal with circumstances. So if we take, you know, uh, this word and that's stirred up within us, you know, and, and let it be a challenging thing that whenever we face, because I know that when I face a lot of people, you know, I don't know what they're thinking about. I have no idea what they're going through. And, and I certainly don't try to uh, pry into their life in any way, but if there is any inclination that maybe I'm able to take what this word is in me, and that's the stirring part. You know, remember mm. about what uh, Jesus said that out from your innermost being is going to flow rivers of living water. Mm -hmm. And so we take, you know, uh, these uh, 
promises that God has, uh, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the intent of all the goodness that God has, you know, for us that we can share with one another. It's kind of like being that encourager, uh, speaking again with the words, you know, life over someone. Uh, and then if we can just somehow, when it talks about stir up, I, you know, I, I think of it as stirring the word up in me that I've read, you know, whatever it might be. And maybe, maybe the only thing that you can recall is the, is the scripture that most people know, whether they're born again or not, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So we teach one another these things. And so it could be that that's our witnessing tool. I, I, you know, so I'm, I'm inspired uh, daily on how that, uh, and, and I think too, it's a challenge uh, on what uh, Peter is saying here too. You know, you, you've got to be reminded, you, you've got to stir this stuff up, you know, it is pure. And if we can uh, stir up this word on a daily basis, when we start our day out, then it can tell us that we may be mindful of the words that were spoken. So when it's spoken and we're mindful of it, we again speak it to other people and there's the encouragement to the day. talked about that jimmy we we were just chatting obviously before we we started recording the show here about vocal exercises and 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 vocal warm-up and and of course any athlete you know will will warm up and stretch the muscles that that he or she is going to use in the game uh you know it's the same thing but by getting up in the morning and, and spending some time in the word we're really warming up for the day ahead and, and who knows, right, whom we're going to encounter, who might, again, whether it's a word of blessing, whether it's a word of encouragement, whether it's the word of the gospel that they need to hear or whatever it is, we're really warming up um, for the day. And, you know, you, you look at what he then says going into, into verse three and, and four, he says, because, you know, Time is coming, guys, when, you know, it's the last days and people are going to mock and people are going to scoff and, uh, and and so forth. And I'm reading that now in, in this is the year 2021. And I'm thinking, did, did, did Peter look into the year 2021? How did he know? Right. Because this is exactly what I hear in the, the broad media, in the news. We see it all over the place. Uh, people who who really don't have life in them. Uh, and those living water is, again, you were, you were so good to connect with that, that scripture. They don't have that. And so they're, they're mocking it, they're scoffing at it. Um, well, what they need is not condemnation from us, right? What they need is the words of life. <laughs> they yeah. need yeah. us to speak that to them. And I think I think that tie, that ties in with the whole reminder idea that he's saying, "Hey, brace yourselves. It's not going to be easy. 
Um, there's going to be mockers. There's going to be scoffers. There's going to be whatever. That's why you need to be reminded of the truth that you already know so that you don't let that take your faith. Um, and you don't turn your back on your faith because of that. Uh, you know, I'm sure you guys have uh, dealt with these type of things before, but I, I have as a minister a, a few times I've met, met with people who, who are like, yeah, you know, I knew I shouldn't have, but I did. And now because I did that, now my whole, I've ruined this, I've ruined that. Um, and he's saying, you know, the whole, it, it, it's, 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 it's very rare that it's somebody who says, oh, I had no idea. It's usually, um, I knew that what well, I shouldn't do it, but I did it anyway. And that's where the reminder side of that's why he's saying, listen to me, be reminded of this truth and keep this in you um, because you're going to be surrounded by unbelievers at some point is basically what he's saying. Well, you know what? I'm also thinking when you're talking and thank you, Pastor, that's, that's really a great point. There's something else, too, that young believers in, you know, when they their prayers aren't answered in a timely manner or. Mm -hmm things don't go the way that they're anticipating, you know, there's, there's this zeal, but that's that, you know, that early uh, seed, you know, we're talking about the seed sower, you know, mm -hmm. and, and uh, where a, a Christian that is a young believer and things don't go rightly, then they find themselves going, well, okay, if that's the way it is, forget this. I got other things, you know, I'll put my time into and, you know, and I, I've been running here, and unfortunately, I'm seeing a lot of people's faith being challenged in these days that we're uh, living in right now, and they're so challenged that they're, they're really turning a deaf ear on things. They've given up, and I, oh, 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 one other great point is now that a lot of people are kind of mandated to uh, stay home and, you know, stay away, stay out of the church and, and those type of things that, oh, you know what, it, it, it's cool now, we're having church, I'm kind of digging staying at home now and streaming, where there's yeah. no fellowship with people, you know, where you can get the strength from, and I, I, I'm seeing that now, I'm, you know, uh, and, and unfortunately, not only in young believers, I'm seeing this in the elders as well. Mm -hmm. you know walking in the spirit of fear uh, yeah you know, so and, and i think i think also with that jimmy the, on the, i guess not really disagreeing with that but also adding to it i guess is the idea that it's also a challenge as well that that like i i, I received an email back in mid mid summer um from you know i got a lot of emails as soon as all this happened about a year ago got a bunch of emails from all the leadership gurus of telling us how to pastor in these times you know all and, and after a while you just you know it's information overload you just start okay enough's enough but there was one that stuck out in my mind that really he said um he said pastor have you been receiving more complaints now than normal and the answer is yes and then it's, he said, well, get used to it because it's just going to get worse as this continues because people are on edge. There's a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. There's anxiety. And, yes. and it spills out on the cashier. It's going to spill out on you, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But then he went on and he made a very interesting statement. And I don't know you can prove it fully, but he said, this may be the season that shows you who's in and who's out. Because 
because what's what's happening is in my mind in some ways um people who who think that well following jesus like i I go to the underground church in china is what is my mind goes like what do they need to follow jesus Mm. they don't need any of the comfort or conveniences that we have to follow jesus and we've been challenged a little bit compared to them and yet we have people that are as you as you're alluding to jimmy pretty much fleeing because of these changes where it's like well if you're if you're if your relationship is with christ and christ alone and he's your strength then hey you know yeah sure it's not easy but you still have it you know they, they can't take christ away from you no. and that's one of the reminders i think is important if you're going to be surrounded by scoffers and everything else that hey be reminded that it's all him yes well I, you know you talk about that tessie i was immediately thinking about you know the refiner's fire right yeah and and, and burning yeah. away dross and leaving the pure the pure gold and and you know it all also back to what you were saying jimmy with the again what is young believer or a seasoned believer but who says well i'm not getting my prayers answered things aren't happening where they should be um i'm i'm, I'm going to give up on this i'm going to give up on yeah. this relationship yeah. this, this faith um and, and again you think about jesus you believe because you see. Well, well, blessed are those who believe who who don't see. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that is really the faith in the whole. Again, the notion of walking by faith and not by sight. I was literally just thinking about this this afternoon, um, in in my own life, and and was thinking about the fact that many times I don't really feel God. I don't. I don't feel some warm and fuzzy, some golden light. I don't, I don't feel that. I would long to feel it. I, I desire it like crazy. Do you ever fear, do you ever feel a lightning bolt then? If you don't get that, do you get oh. a lightning bolt? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's that, it's that you, you go ahead and say, you know what, even yeah. I, I don't need to see, I don't have to feel it. I'm, I'm going to yeah. go ahead and walk by faith. And, mm-hmm. um, that is tough to do. But again, I think it's also where, uh, you know, believers who who are maybe a little further in their walk in a relationship with Jesus yeah. can come yeah. alongside other believers when they come to that point and say, hey, hey, don't worry about it. We all feel that. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. Keep going. Keep going, right? And just keep keep pushing and encouraging. Steve, there's such a... Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because there's such a selfishness that all of us have, I believe, when we maybe as babes in Christ or whatever, you know, uh, before we grow in Christ, that we think that, you know, it's all about us. And if God doesn't answer the prayer or do what we think he should do, I mean, I'm sure probably all three of us here have known at least one person said i don't want to have anything to do with god why well because he let this happen it with the basis being that this is all about me you know when you're talking about you know the younger generation and the older generation god didn't give me what i want so you know now i'm frustrated well where's that in scripture i mean where can scripture defend that he's going to give you what you want when you think you want it i mean if that was the case my guess would be the three of us would have different lives in many ways, right? 
If we got everything, I'd be driving. I'd be driving a Maserati. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think there's a lot to it. I mean, with us, you know, we we have had experience. All three of us, I'm sure, have had experiences, and we've learned, and we've grown, and we've hurt, and we've had the pain, and we've had the frustration of not getting what we want. And and through that, we've realized that hey, this isn't about me. This is about what God wants. And and he knows more than we do. I know. Isn't that hard to believe? That's I mean, it is. It's really hard to believe. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he, he has never, not once, ever asked me for my opinion. Verse five, and I'm curious. I don't know how in the particular versions you guys have, and I forget which which uh, translations you guys are working out of. But again, this is new living for me. Um, he talks in verse five of it, you know, the people that have been scoffing and you know mocking and all this kind of stuff. And in verse five, he says they deliberately forget hmm. that God made the heavens. Blah 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 blah. It goes on down through verse uh, seven, and then he comes back in verse eight. He says, but you must not forget and it really sometimes we think about how forgetting or memory or whatever being an automatic thing but forgetting and remembering can also be a matter of choice mm -hmm. right think about the little kid who, who really doesn't want to do the chore right that's deliberate forgetfulness i don't remember you though yeah but you didn't, I don't remember you saying that, Mom. I don't remember you saying that. Yeah, that's deliberate forgetfulness, right? Yeah. And and then the same thing yeah. when it comes time for birthday, right? You know, you you, you promised, right? We were going to get a pony ride, right? You, Selective you, you know, thinking. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so, really, there's no reason to doubt. Uh, and people go, "Well, you know, where, where, where is God? How come He hasn't come back? How come He hasn't this? How come He hasn't that?" There, there, there's no reason to, to play that game because yeah. it's right here it's in scripture. You can go back, you can read it. So you're kind of being deliberately forgetful there. And then of course his admonition to the believer is now you guys don't do that. Yeah. You've got to keep remembering, right? You've got to keep after it. And the, the, the Greek word there confirms what you're saying there, Steve, because the Greek word basically means that you know when they maintain this it escapes their notice that by the word of god that that it was that they're hiding it you know it's not like that that just confirms the whole because if i'm hiding something it's much different than if i'm like oh man i didn't remember you know right yeah 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 now i i will say there are obviously a lot of people who have asked that question for 2,000 years, right? Well, where is Jesus? Where is he? How come he has to come back? And of course, this is the most wonderful passage. Uh, anybody who's read it, it is just so wonderful uh, where he says, because in verse 9, he says, well, first of all, the Lord isn't slow the way you think because, you know, he's got his own time frame. But it's that he's being patient 
God is being patient. He doesn't want anybody to be destroyed, to die, to be left out. He wants everyone to have that opportunity for repentance. And I got to say, I'm glad. Because I got my opportunity. Yeah. Wouldn't I want everybody else to have that opportunity too? And how how many times is it, uh, brother, that we see something we dislike and inside of us, you know, you can feel maybe the the heat rising up. Uh, I have to quickly remind myself every day, certainly that, you know, Jesus loves, uh, here we go. Jesus loves mm. me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. Mm. And so I, I, I said, and many times when I've seen some things go on and I go, Oh Lord, I cannot believe these people are doing this. And I see, political figures saying certain things and, you know, doing certain things. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, I just can't believe the Lord hadn't just smoted them, you know. And, well, you know, and then quickly, all of a sudden, it hits me. Wow, wait a minute. Jesus died for them as well. You know, he died for, I, I love where the thief was on the cross and he said something that has all, I'm sorry, that get to me. Ha! He said, mm. he said, Lord, remember me in your kingdom. And Jesus, I can just see Jesus looking at him. So with a sweet, sweet voice today, today you'll be with me. And I thought, and you know, and that's what it is to these people that are so out there with what they're doing and what have you. You know, Jesus loves them, wants them to know him personally. And for us as believers, we must pray for them. We must lift them up and ask God to move some way, you know, in their heart, not pray, kill them, <laughs> but God save them, you know, before they leave this world and stand before you lost without Christ in their life. Yeah. I, I'm just, uh, and I, but my, I'm reading out of the New King James Version. It's a little bit different. Verse 9 it says, the Lord is not slack. Mm. In other words, he's just not slack about those things concerning, you know, his promises to his children. So mm -hmm. he never changes. So he's going to whatever he said he's going to do, he's going to do it. He, he sent his son to you know, to give us life, it is totally up to us. And for everyone listening, it's up to you, whether you, you know, believe in the Lord Jesus or not. That is something between you and your uh, heavenly father and between you and God to, to sit down and do your self-examination. Am I living for Christ like I need to be doing? You know, am I truly, am I a believer? I'm asking myself, do I really believe in, in this Bible? You know, do I really believe Jesus gave his life for me? And if that answer is yes, then there's responsibility that falls on your shoulders from that, where you should, you know, help someone, be kind to people, speak into people's lives, you know, do what the word tells us to, to love your neighbor as you, as Christ loved you and gave his life for you. And so I'm, I'm, I'm often a little torn uh, with 
you know, in how I all really do believe and know that God, you know, he loved the world and he sent his son for the world, not just for a certain, you know, it just wasn't for Israel. It was for everyone. Mm. Yeah. I like yeah. that, did that parallel with the crucifixion because you think about what Peter's saying here to be re reminded because scoffers and mockers are going to come that parallel with the cruise. That's what was happening right when that happened. That's Everybody right. Everybody else was scoffing and the other thief was scoffing. And the one person came out and Jesus just said, you'll be with me, you know? And so in the midst of the scoffing surrounding us, we're like that thief on the cross saying, you know, it, that's the same, it's the same kind of thing that the scoffing of what everybody else is saying should not affect our, our response to him. Mm, that's good, man. And, and, you, and you guys may well, well know this. When you see paintings, especially sort of great art through the ages of, of the crucifixion, um, or you see it in, in, in films, it, it, you always see really tall crosses. Uh, and that's absolutely historically inaccurate. Um, the Romans were not going to waste extra wood to make a super tall cross. That, that's just ridiculous. Uh, the cross was just a little bit taller or longer than the, the height of the person. So when this thing is set in the ground, they're really at eye level, mm. right at mm. eye level with the passersby. So when these people are mocking and scoffing exactly what you said, it's not like Jesus and, and, and the other thieves were up high and were kind of above that and that wouldn't affect them. No, it's right in their face. So the scoffing is right in their face. They're living in the midst of that, uh, that scoffing. And, and, and we do too, whether it's at the workplace, at your school, you know, whatever. Uh, but, you know, come back to what you were saying, Jimmy, about, you know, God loving the whole world. Uh, I've, I've always loved this. You know, and uh, Greeks got a couple of different words for, for mm. the earth or for, for world. And there's there's the word that's the root of like geology and geography and stuff like that. And that's really planet earth. But in John 3.16, when it says God so loved the world, that's not the word that John uses there. It's the word cosmos. It's cosmos, cosmic, right? It is all of creation. Right. And, and obviously, we're specifically talking about people on planet Earth, but but just the absolute totality. God, you know, God loved God loved Adolf Hitler. God, God knew Adolf Hitler when he was being formed in his mother's womb. He knew Osama yeah. bin Laden when he was being formed in his mother's womb. Yes. Uh, and, and, and every other every from mass murderers to to the schoolyard bully. He knew each and every one of them. Mm. And, and there's a. Oh, that, mm, mm. And I just, you know, just throwing again something we've said before, just context the audience that's receiving this letter that peter's writing both letters are under immense persecution 
So you can see the, the reason why he's telling them, hey, you know, be reminded of the truth. You know, I know things. He's not giving them an escape plan. He's just saying this is how you are to be in the midst of that. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, you, you, you look in those verses that follow, and, and, and we can talk about them, but there's a reason I want to skip over them a little bit. And he goes on from there and he talks about, you know, verse 10, you know, the day of the Lord's going to come. Um, you know, obviously nobody's going to know what it is. Everything's going to be destroyed. There's fire. Everything just melts. Even the elements melt. Uh, right. He talks about that. Uh, and I think everybody focuses on that. Everybody focuses on this fiery cataclysmic end of all times sort of thing. But you got to push through that to verse 13, but we are looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth that he has promised, a world filled with God's righteousness. Yes, at some point, there is gonna be that great, great cleansing fire that puts an end to this age. There was the age that was destroyed by water. We know the next time it's gonna be by fire. We know that that's coming. And I think everybody gets really caught up in that because it's so visual, it's dramatic, right? It's Hollywood special effects time. But that's just to clear the way. The real story is the renewal of all things. And, and I was thinking about that today as I was, I was looking at this passage again. If you go back to Matthew 19, 28, uh, where, where Jesus is talking about, again, all things being made new, Again, the Greek word there is, is palingenesia, which literally means Genesis again. Mm -hmm. Genesis mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. It's the garden again. It's the freshness. Do you guys ever stop and think about really what it was like with the garden? Mm -hmm. Dew for the first time. Sunrise for the first time. Flower petals, butterflies for the first time. And we get that again. It's coming. It's coming. And, and so to hold on to that and go, oh, my goodness, and exactly what you said, in the midst of the scoffing, in the midst of the persecution, guys, hang on. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Mm -hmm. and, uh, oh. But even though, you know, brother, even though, and, and I can kind of get how it can be really scary to talk about, you know, how we got to get to that place, to the freshness, to the newness. But I think it's also where Peter is saying, look, this stuff is going to happen. So be mindful of, of the pureness of what you've been taught and share it with people. Bring them into the fold in any way that you're able. And so, again, I remind our listeners that are listening to what we're doing, you know, uh, examine your walk with Christ. You know, if you're living the way that you feel that you need to be living, then, then ask yourself a question. Am I that testimony that God would be pleased with? Am I the testimony that, you know, would go out and speak the living word to friends and family that I know are out there and lost? These are the days, you know, and when the when you're talking about social media, even speaking it themselves, it, could this be the end times? You know, I'm not, we're not here to, to scare anyone. We're not here um, uh, to, 
uh, freak anyone out and all. But in these times, you know, the thing that I hear from so many people, they're like, wow, this, this seems like last day stuff. Yeah. You know, people that doesn't even, uh, you know, that don't really talk about uh, biblical things, go to church mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So if it's God's implanting seeds in people's hearts and mindsets, and he has to use us as his kids, uh, as his, uh, his disciples to be able to go out and speak into these people where they can be uh, reminded of, you know, why we live uh, and go to church and fellowship and do the things that we do. Now it can make more sense to them in seeing what's going on just in news media right now. And yes, there is coming a wonderful day, man. There is. But there also is coming that day when the God's wrath is going to be poured out. And we as Christians need to, uh, I want to say, wake up even a little more, you know, wake up. And if we're asleep, wake up if we're being lazy, uh, you know, to be able to get out and share what God has done in our life, even if it's like, well, gosh, Jimmy, I'm not a singer. I'm not a preacher. Uh, You know, I'm not like you guys. I mean, I I don't really know how to speak. Listen, you can smile at someone, can't you? Can't you pick up something if someone drops something and say, oh, man, here, this belongs to you. You know, have a great day. You're not preaching, but you're speaking some good things over people. I mean, there's always that start. God enhances each and every day each and everything that we do for people, God enhances it. And when you start out as baby steps, they kind of get bigger. Wow. I re- yes. Wow. I did something kind of cool today with that. I'm, I mean, I think I'm going to bust out and do something even a little cooler tomorrow, you know, and you find yourself in line. How's your day? You know, gosh, I hope that, you know, God bless you. Those, uh, those nice words right there, like, Oh, thank you. And boy, when somebody's having a weird day, those simple words there, you know, can be so cool. So I feel that even though we all as believers, oh, I, I, I must share this right now. We just had Dr. Uh, Paul Walker from our church. He passed yesterday. Mm. A great theologian, great pastor um, from Mount Perrin. You know, he, he was, he retired from Mount Perrin, the church that I go to. Uh, they started out in Atlanta and uh, and built up to where, you know, we have, you know, 12,000 members and and uh, built it to one of the first mega churches in the United States, you know, from. And so I and I was privileged to meet this man set underneath his ministry and just hear him weep and cry out. And his heart was for the homeless. His heart was for the lost. His heart was for the, the alcoholic, the drug addict, the prostitute. And, and I thought, oh my goodness. And, you know, I don't want to ever find myself just in the, in the, in the house of God, protected by the walls, thinking this is, you know, I'm, I'm in my little, gosh, I don't want this to sound cynical in any way. My goody two-shoe place you know, where this is it. I, I'm here and, and, and uh, bless me and my four and no more, dear Lord, you know. And uh, so, uh, and not trying to get off on something here, but I think to myself, when we as Christians are, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about Peter reminding us of, of so many things that we need. And he was, <laughs> he was getting ready to die. 
You know, he was getting ready to lay his life down for Jesus. And most of us here in America, you know, we have no earthly idea what persecution really is. And uh, we, we may be seeing a little speck of some things now uh, because of just, you know, things that are going on in the United States. Uh, but and God forbid if it has to go, uh, you know, further because, you know, people just, you know, emotionally can't hardly take it. And so I encourage those that are listening to all of us even now, you know, and I, I've said this, so please uh, hear it out one more time, is do your self-examination on where you are with the Lord Jesus, you know, in your, in your walk with God. And look at, you know, uh, you know how your daily walk uh, is and how it persists around your friends and family. It's important that, you know, that people kind of see really, you know, where you are with your walk. Whose side are you on? Are you on the good side or the bad side? Are you straddling the fence right now? You know, does it, you know, do you laugh and, and joke, you know, uh, with the ugliness that uh, people can sit around and talk about? Are you a part of that kind of behavior? Or, or when people start talking that you going, you know, man, I, uh, it's just not my gig, man. And you guys be blessed. Have a great day. But I, I'm going to, I'm going to go do something different, uh, you know, and uh, I find myself not being judgmental. I, I don't want to do that by any means. It's not my place uh, for those things. But I do want to find myself that, for Peter to say, man, these are pure, he, you know, in, in, in what I'm saying, is talking about pure things that yep. are, you know, and when the Bible says that the pure in heart shall see God, you know, there's some deep stuff even within that. Uh, so I, I want us to challenge, I want us, uh, and if anybody can get anything out of what uh, uh, my brothers and I are trying to share uh, with this uh, audience that you guys have is to uh, look at your life on, you know, on how you live. Look at your life on what people perceive of you, you know, and let your light truly, truly, you know, shine, you know, for his glory. And you're like, oh, Jimmy, you're getting a little churchy on us. Yes, I am. I'll take it. By <laughs> gracious, if you, you know, if you want to call it that, then so be it. But let me tell you, when you stand before God, you know, there's an accountability that's going to be there one day. And life is very short, you know, and we just had a dear brother, COVID got him. One day was diagnosed, 52 years old. The next day, stood before Jesus. Thank God he knew the Lord. And just so some of you that may know him, he was a professional football player. His name was Tim Lester. Had the awesome opportunity to have lunch with him and hang out with him. And he was a high school coach, uh, or excuse me, a uh, mid-school coach here uh, in Atlanta. Just a great brother, man. But he was, he was, uh, he led the way for the, uh, for uh, the, the big running back for uh, the Steelers uh, in the old days to, to oh, make way. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Franco, Franco Harris running back. Well, he, yeah, he, he led the way for these guys to do. He's in the Hall of Fame, man. I mean, this guy's a mom. Well, I'm not sure if he's in the Hall of Fame, Tim Lester is. But he, oh, my gosh, brother. But the thing is, 52. Come on now. Mm -hmm. My point in all this is, you know, you're here today gone tomorrow. Our lives are like the grass, a blade of grass, you know, and so I, I look at what we're talking about, and I'm so thankful, 
you know, for these words that Peter has written in here. And do pray that our uh, the folks that are listening will understand that we, even if we feel weakened, even if we're not, you know, uh, about um, depth at where our walk is, I know a lot of us haven't you know, uh, maybe been serving the Lord a long time, and and that's okay. Uh, you know, there we we you've got you've got until Jesus comes, man. You know, we got to all start from somewhere. You know, you, you, I've heard you make the comment about, yes. as a singer, obviously, your 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 voice, it really is a muscle, right? And it can strengthen and grow. And, and I was thinking about that as you, what you were saying right there, right? Even if what you're, the only thing you can say is, God bless you, right? Start there. Yeah. Maybe you tell your own story uh, of how you came to Jesus, what he's done in your life. That, that strengthens it a little bit, right? Grows that, strengthens that muscle a little bit more, that evangelistic muscle. And and at some point, yeah, maybe, maybe you will be able to uh, really expound the scriptures and sit down with somebody and lead them to Christ and so forth. But, but maybe initially it just starts off with baby steps. I, 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 we'll, we'll draw this to a close here, but I, I want to ask you guys this. And I think it's, you made a good point, Jimmy. Obviously, you, you look at your own life, got to make sure your own walk is good. But let's say your walk is pretty good. You're going, okay, I'm, I'm you know, doing the best that I can. I mean, I'm not, I'm not perfect, of course, but I'm doing the best I can. I'm walking with the Lord. Now that that's true, is there anything more important, really, than evangelism and apologetics, especially in today's age? Don't you think that we, as the body of Christ, and I'm not just putting it on churches in terms of, of programming, although I think that's important too, but also, again, just as brothers and sisters in Christ, helping each other, equipping each other to go out and share the good news yeah. and defend it and explain it. Is Really, is, is, is there any, am I missing something here? Is yeah. there anything yeah. really that's yeah. more important? Yeah. To that's all, I, doing I, as the that's all I want to do, Brother Steve. And I, I, I would say that uh, I think it's a natural progression. I, I, I don't think it's possible to follow Jesus without having that passion. Yes. It's, you, you can't because it's follow the leader. It's his passion. So it has to be your passion. That's, mm. that's, you know, you can't separate the two that I have trouble separating. I think it's a natural overflow of our walk with Christ is how much we want other people to experience him. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there for, for any of our listeners. If you've got some questions about how to do that uh, mm -hmm. in any way, whether it's, mm -hmm. hey, man, I just I don't even know how to get started sharing my faith, uh, defending my faith, or, you know, I've, I've done this a little bit, but I'd like to get better. Uh, shoot us an email, info at wildmanandsteve.com. Uh, we can hook you up uh, with some online resources. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of stuff out there. Uh, but just shoot us an email, info at wildmanandsteve.com, and uh, we'll make sure uh, that you get connected with some of the, some really good resources to help you do that. Uh, brothers, it's always been good to uh, spend some time in the scriptures. Uh, so uh, let's pray uh, and for our listeners uh, as well. 
Uh, Grace of Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the words of Scripture. We thank you for the printed words of Scripture. We're grateful for the physical book of the Bible uh, that allows us to go back to read and reread and not to forget. Uh, so that we can keep before us the model of Jesus and, and can see on a daily basis what it means to live a pure godly life as we're ever striving for perfection not for the sake of earning your love or earning salvation not that it's simply because lord you make us want to be better you make us want to be better and so we thank you for the words of scripture that that uh, provide uh, that teaching we thank you for the holy spirit who lives within us uh to lead us into all truth uh we ask you blessing all those who are listening to this and uh, just pray that you would continue to light fires in your people uh, to go out and be light and salt uh, in this world. And we praise you in all things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Man, guys. Thanks for listening to Upon This Rock with Jimmy Bennett of King James, Pastor Wildman, and Steve Perkins. If you have any questions about what you heard, would like help going deeper in your relationship with Jesus, or want to find out more about what we do, visit us at wildmanandsteve.com. If you liked this episode, please leave us a comment at ratethispodcast.com slash ccr.